and For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and talk about it in depth. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on BFF.fm or subscribe to the podcast at ForTheRecordPodcast.com. This week we're talking about the self-titled album from The Fourth Wanderers, which starts out like this. Wanderers is a five-piece out of New Jersey, and while they had a few recordings, they're so young and we're still in school, and in fact are still in college, but this is a, I guess not a major label, but this is their first album on Sub Pop, and I was very excited because we had seen them a couple years back when they were just young and promising, but when they actually have a real record on a real label, I was really excited to see what they were capable of. Yeah, they started playing together in high school, as you said, and like they wrote this album being at different colleges, but like sending tapes back and forth. And it's kind of incredible because it sounds so cohesive. And one of the things that I like about it is how they really like have a great chemistry in playing together. And you can tell like especially the guitar and the vocals just are really in sync. And it's interesting to think that they're kind of living in different places. Yeah, some of this stuff is hard to imagine coming not out of organic kind of jamming, like the way that in that chorus where the drums and just everything kind of drops out and there's that nice kind of pause Mm -hmm. and then it picks right back up. And so it just, those little moments maybe aren't the fanciest thing, but it's just the fact of doing that remotely is very impressive. Did I say tapes? I'm sure it wasn't tapes. We still tape things. (laughs) Files. (laughs) Yeah. Well, these things, you know, what the internet makes possible, these sorts of collaboration is really uh, special and, you know, they're, they're young kids and they're taking advantage of that technology. And certainly it's, you know, I think we last episode talked about Caroline Rose, who is young, but I feel like kind of on the other side of that quarter life crisis. And these kids are definitely on the early side of it, still figuring stuff out, maybe a little self-absorbed, but able to sing so sweetly. And their vocalist, just her voice is really a delight yeah her voice and her delivery i love her just kind of flatness and it goes so well with the material of the lyrics um anyway the next song we'll play is called company for some company 
my favorite song on the record, and I think it's because of the drums. And we talked about the way that all of the instruments are just kind of in sync, and they seem like they have a really good chemistry with each other. And here, like you don't, I don't feel like you often hear songs where the drummer is kind of this tuned in to the lyrics and the uh, melody and it's just like it pairs so nicely with the guitar and even though the guitar is a little samey through all of these songs that's probably my biggest criticism of the record uh the drums really the drum lines really switch it up and i, I feel like that really makes the song here which is funny i feel like i really appreciated the guitarist because i think there is enough variation in style for me like i really thought here that embrace of just that two note kind of pattern and it's i mean the song is kind of about this longing of like i've been waiting and oh you've been waiting too and i didn't realize mm -hmm. and it's it's very kind of melancholy in a teenager kind of way it's not very deep but it's it's heartfelt and just that those two notes that are just keep going and they carries on way too long and it's uncomfortable but then the release into the chorus and it's just like i'll i'll be honest with myself <laughs> You know, I'll take care of my health. And it's just this feeling of like, oh, I'm going to do better. And there's that longing for a better life. And it, I really feel it. And I think for me, the guitar really sells it. But the fact, as you said, about the drums, that the, the chorus completely just like shifts into a different gear. And you can't do those sorts of shifts in tone and shifts in rhythm without having a really skilled guitarist. Because it's going to feel like, wait, this is a different song. And it feels completely like, oh, this is the same song. Yeah, there's a lot of kind of left turns in the way that the song goes, the songs go, and I feel like they're not very predictable. And here, like you say, there's the the verses, and then the chorus is kind of a left turn. At least that is what I heard you say. Yeah, I think so. And, and I like like the first song. I think had this kind of first verse, and we actually came in the middle of that one because it takes so long to get going. But the first verse has sort of these two or three different styles to it. Then it has a pre-chorus. And so when I first listened to it, I'm like, oh, this is the bridge. No, it's actually the chorus. Mm -hmm. Here we have this chorus that has two completely different parts. And so I appreciate that these young artists are trying to at least mix it up uh, in terms of the structure of the songs, which I appreciate. And, you know, we'll then talk about different structures and different styles on this next song called Ages Ago. the contrast here because i talked about how in those last two songs where they really tried to play with the structure by shoving more in there like make giving variety into their verses or taking a left turn in the chorus and this is kind of the opposite where it's you know verse chorus and then it's just the structure kind of falls apart and then it's just like eh, i'm just gonna kind of 
the song kind of just goes off in another direction, but it, it's almost like the opposite of structure where mm-hmm. there's, I, there's actually this bit where the chorus is finishing up and then suddenly you're about, I'm ready for the next verse. And then this just insane chord that does not fit is there to like, let you know, okay, nope, unexpected mm-hmm. things happening. Mm-hmm. And then you just hear this kind of recapitulation of the first verse, but with almost everything stripped out, leaving just that ages ago to kind of seize on and so instead of the stuff about oh i was supposed to love or how to be open and instead it's just this kind of longing and regret and it's really effective it's funny that you seem to get a lot of longing and regret from the lyrics and i think of i was actually surprised because i think her kind of flat delivery is what sells it for me and i like that a lot of the lyrics are kind of almost indifferent about relationships and it's sort of like eh, you know like remembering people but without really a lot of feeling behind it which i liked because it's it's unusual for like a young person to as a woman to try to kind of have be allowed to have that attitude it's usually like women who are you know chasing after or like missing some like they're very oriented toward romantic relationships and i feel like in the lyrics in this record are kind of indifferent to relationships and that's what i liked about it and i guess that's a good point now i'm re 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 i mean i think the lyrics are very kind of opaque and but there is that sense of like i'm not gonna wait it's almost like oh i didn't you know you were telling me to be to declare my love to you and now she's like well actually you're you were the one who needed to change. I wasn't the one who needed to change. So in a certain sense, it's like, yeah, and I've given you a lot of time. Yeah. So it does on it in its own way. It's just like, there's some regret there, but there's also like, no, I'm taking the power here and I'm turning the tables and like, yeah, you're the one who needs to grow up. Yeah. And I mean, I think the, 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 the first lyrics of the first song go, I'm the one you think of when you're with her, you know, and it's just kind of an attitude that is fresh to me. Yeah, it's something that I think women aren't encouraged to say necessarily. And certainly to be that self-assured at a young age is impressive. And also because I think that this sounds a lot kind of like the slacker rock of the 90s, you know, like pavement era where that was a very male dominated era. And you had some female female led bands or female vocalists that kind of expressed that attitude. But it was rare and mm-hmm. so uh, i i like the juxtaposition i don't know if that makes sense or maybe it's just me no i, th- I think it makes sense and they are certainly i don't know that it's the f- newest freshest sound but i think they're it, it feels fresh to me even if all of the pieces are familiar yeah <laughs> so that's the, the the struggle of any sort of pop or rock music is to feel fresh with these components so we'll play this next track it's called taste
song is a good example of how the band really knows how to when to let the songs breathe and to just take a pause and there are many times when especially when I was first listening to this record and I kept thinking like oh is this the end of the song but no it's just a little minute of silence and then they move on to the next part of the song and I I like that patience yeah a lot of these songs have very a lot of dynamic range this one I think is especially pronounced where she's just singing with almost no instrumental backing and then just kind of bang, 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 bang kind of intensity. And it's pulls you in Mm -hmm. and it's this, and I think a nice kind of different perspective where, you know, it's a song about someone else being super into her Mm -hmm. and her being kind of like, "Mm, Mm -hmm. eh." right. I mean, that was kind of when I, when I made that earlier point, this was one of the songs that I was really thinking of. But I, I, it's, it's sort of interesting too. And a little, and a kind of sad though, because I think some of it is, it's not clear how much of it is her being not into him, but or much her kind of thinking, Oh, I'm, she's not good enough for him. And it's like, I think a little of both of those. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of sad. I just, I want to say like, no, you're, it's okay. It's it's okay. It's just a song. Okay. Well, these do feel like they're coming from a really genuine place and they just, the, the emotion is bleeding through and you know that they, they're too young not to just put everything out there. And yeah. so be, it, if this isn't genuine, she's an amazing actress. Yeah. I was going to say that's one thing that I do like is that even though they're young and so these are kind of very young, um, emotional sort of songs of figuring out how to be in relationships and things like that it does feel genuine and that artlessness i think is what stops it from being cloying um and also as i said her delivery the way that she's just kind of deadpan and a little bit hesitant in the way that she she does her vocals is I think what makes it interesting. Yeah. There's this kind of slightly nasal quality Mm -hmm. that is somehow just adds enough edge to it that even when she's just belting out these just almost improbably cheesy kind of emotions, it just gives this sense of remove and self-awareness. And like, Mm -hmm. I get, and it's like, so even though they're too young not to put it all out there, you can still kind of tell like, yeah, we we get that this is kind of ridiculous and that (laughs) that it's able to be both of those things at the same time is pretty remarkable. Yeah. And this sort of intensity and ambiguity I will hear on this next track as well. It's called Not For Me.
song, you know, I keep talking about structure, but I'm just really happy to see young artists who are willing to play with things. I think here it's really fun. There's this first verse that's, I guess, three couplets. The chorus ends. We get go back into a verse, and then suddenly the chorus actually finishes. And then later in the song we hear now, then the chorus comes together, and it's you lose that hesitation, and it becomes much more satisfying. And that being able to kind of tweak your expectations, and then when they're delivered on later, it's really fun. I also really appreciate the use of the drumming here because her delivery is kind of very consistent mm -hmm. and yet by adding just the really strict drums you really gives kind of this such the staccato moment of i can't feel the earth beneath my feet mm -hmm. and just this feeling of being kind of disconnected and it, in another song that almost might feel kind of exhilarating and here it just is a little unsettling well it's interesting because most songs i think use rely on the vocals a lot to deliver the emotions and hear her vocals are somewhat emotionless and the emotional impact is more delivered by the other instruments and especially the guitar i have to say i don't hear the bass very well and i don't know if it's just poorly mixed but it's it's really hard to find in the mix yeah well i feel like the the sort of lead guitar and the drums mm -hmm. and the vocals are mm -hmm. very up front yeah and there's another guitar and a bassist mm -hmm. and they are content to be very backgrounded yeah where I don't notice them, and I know they're there because it feels very rich, but they don't call attention to themselves at all. But when you talk about the structure, I think the net-net of how that makes the song feel is it's very kind of unexpected, and it doesn't go in a way that it, that seems pat. You know, yeah. it, it, it surprises me every time I listen to it, and it's very packed with a lot of different ideas. And I think the way that the structure is kind of unusual adds to that in a way that I wouldn't pick up on formalistically because unlike some people i don't like write down oh this is the verse this is the bridge etc but i just had the feeling of it sort of moves really quickly and shifts direction and is very jam-packed with with different ideas well i think that notion yeah because the first part of the chorus where it's like i can't feel the earth beneath my feet and then the first time through it's like oh well let's talk some more verse and then suddenly it's just like yeah i'm out of here <laughs> i'm gonna leave before you can see me and oh maybe you were awake but i'm still out of here and, and then the song ends with this weird long fade out that we were talking about while we were listening to it. And it, it's it's very kind of retro and a strange choice. But the fade out goes for like 30 seconds. It's lengthy. And then after that kind of repeated outro where it's like this not really a verse, it's just kind of this extra thing. Of, and it's almost feels very... If it hadn't come right after all of this very ambiguous and like, I'm out of here. And it's just like, yes, I'll spend the night in your bed and I can't wait to feel your touch. And after all of that stuff about hey, I'm going to leave so you can't follow me. Mm -hmm. It's, yeah, it's almost like the song is kind of backwards in structure. It's really quite charming. And a similar sort of attitude is carried over into the next track we'll play, which is called Be My Baby.
such a shift in tone and I like the way that it's not only so much more spare and slowed down but there's some effect where it feels like you can hear the wind blowing through the song it's kind of like a background Mm -hmm. yeah no it's it's it does have a nice openness to it I think we had just talked about how the you know the other guitar and the bass fell into the background here's one where I feel like you can very prominently hear the counterpoint between both guitars where one of them is this kind of unprocessed almost acoustic sounding and then the other one is much more kind of ringing and leading the charge and it it feels weirdly unsettling though with that wind and it's I think a nice companion because we just had these songs that were about I don't know maybe I need to get out of here and then this is a song that sort of has a similar thing like yeah I'm spending the night with you hey I actually wanted to spend the night this is weird (laughs) And that's kind of a nice change of pace. (laughs) Um, But then the chorus is, you know, he says, be my baby, let me love you. You don't know what you're getting into. And I think that that is a nice twist on the be my baby is kind of a cliche lyric. I mean, cliche song title. And it's not the content of the song lyrically is not what you would expect from that title. Oh, yeah, not at all. It's not that sort of unalloyed romanticism, but... Mm -hmm. I'm still, you know, after all of this kind of, yeah, I'm going to take off and run away, having a little bit about like, well, at least I was able to stay the night and not run away in the middle of the night. And that's, is that progress? <laughs> Maybe. But I think what adds to the song feeling unsettling is not just the lyrical content and the whatever that wind is, like synth or whatever. Um, One of the guitars sounds like out of tune sometimes, and that is very kind of jarring. Yeah, it's kind of twangy, and I I don't know what kind of bending is happening. But But yeah, like it's intentionally like drop tuned or like the way that the the melody goes is unsettling. We're not going to be allowed to feel comfortable anywhere here. Yeah, yeah. And I think that is a good projection of the intended emotional content of the lyrics of just feeling uncomfortable, not or just not letting yourself get comfortable in the situation. And so, yeah, after the sort of mid album feeling of discomfort and unsettlement, um, we head into the end of the album and I think the energy picks way up and we'll hear that in this next track. It's the penultimate track, Tired Games. quiet loud is the most cliche of the indie rock cliches but i feel like they do loud quiet loud very effectively here and it doesn't sound tired and i like the way that it kind of keeps halting and then speeding up and 
going a little bit quiet and then bringing in all the instruments and it keeps it interesting and it kept my attention. Yeah, loud, quiet, loud, quiet, loud became a cliche for a reason. It's very effective when done right. <laughs> uh-huh. And I know I, I scoffed and you were like, oh, I'm really noticing this drummer. But this song, the drummer is so prominent and it's just, it's very melodic drumming mm-hmm. and it's really anchors that opening of the song and then throughout where, you know, where the rhythm is shifting and kind of drops out and, and brings in and it, that kind of rollicking sense of the song is great and i it has such a kind of hopeful tone to it and i think the energetic drumming is a big part of that and it is you know so much of the kind of contrast where i think a lot of these songs were like uh i have strong misgivings and this is almost this song where she seems so kind of into it like yeah i'm finally into this relationship and then it just totally undercuts you at the end with this like yeah i'm really hoping to be hard and hard and cold and empty that's her aspiration Mm -hmm. and it's just brutal because on the one hand it's like um it's great that you know yourself but to know it's it's also kind of sad and so uh yeah there are no easy answers here and you know this album you know sonically at first listen, it does kind of sound a lot the same. I think I try not to read other reviews, but once I'm like, oh, these songs sound the same. I don't think so. I think mm-hmm. there's enough variation in different guitar sounds, the drums, there's enough different drumming styles. And even if her voice is very consistent, I think the ways in which it's framed really highlight different aspects of it. And there's, an, you know, it's thematically very consistent, but there's enough kind of different takes and they're all imbued with enough self-awareness and energy that... I found this to be a remarkably re-listenable album and I'm, you know, it's pretty short and just remarkable that they're this young and kind of knocking it out of the park this well, this early. Yeah. I mean, they're so young that I hope they continue their career as artists and don't just finish college and then go work for a software company or whatever. Well, if a lot of people go buy this album, <laughs> yes. then maybe they won't. So we're going to go out on the last song on the record, which is called Temporary. And we've been discussing the Fourth Wanderers self-titled sub-top, sub-pop debut, and you've been listening to For the Record. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.